when you finally make your entrance to that city of jasper walls and bright golden As you behold all its beauty and its splendor, remember there's just one request I make of you. Look for me, for I will be there too. I You go down your list of first, there's no question. You'll want to see all your many loved ones that's waiting there for you. And if you feel that you share your story with the last one that wants to how you made it through look for me for i will be there too i realize when you arrive there'll be so much to view after soldiers fighting Satan every day we're standing up for Jesus while we're kneeling down to pray if his precious blood has cleansed you and washed away your sins that made you a member of the blood wars band praise God I'm a member of the blood wars band I've been washed in the soul blood of a lamb. I was bound by chains of sin till one day the master came and made me a member of the blood wars band. God's children are advancing, marching till we reach the goal. For the battle's almost over and we'll soon be going home. I can hear the sound of angels as the saints go marching in, singing praises to the captain of the blood flowers back. 
Praise God, I'm a member of the blood washed man. I've been washed in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. I was bound by chains of sin till one day the Master came and made me a member of the blood washed man. God's children are advancing, marching till we reach the goal. For the battle's almost over and we'll soon be going home. I can hear the sound of angels as the saints go marching in, singing praises to the captain of the blood flowers band. Praise God, I'm a member of the blood flowers band. I've been washed in the soul-cleansing blood of the land. I was bound by chains of sin Till one day the Master came And made me a member of the blood wars band I was bound by chains of sin Till one day the Master came And he made me a member of the blood wars Tabernacle. The, the wife of the pastor died this morning. Jesus, touch the family, God. Touch Richard. Help him to make it through. I thank you, Jesus, for loving him. Take care of Asbury Tabernacle. That's the church we came from. I thank you, Jesus, for loving them, God. Lift them up, Jesus. Let him not be worried and well-doing, Jesus. You, tuck, you plucked out one of your children, God. Tuck, tuck her on to heaven, Jesus. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We ask all the benefits at Asbury Tabernacle this day. Jesus, touch them. Let them know that they're not alone. We are praying for them. Jesus, I thank you, God, for loving them. Amen. Help me understand what you've done. It's all when he's got you smiling. I'm afraid to die, and I don't know how to live here. You picked up. Old time Bible, and he said, "Look at that I'm safely in. I'm safe in the arms of Jesus, and like a mother holds her baby, I'm still safely in. I'm safely in the arms of Jesus, and I will be." When he calls me away I said, old time preacher man Have you got a plan? What this old world's about To drive me crazy There's so many ways to go And you know, I just don't know but Through a reassuring 
smile He looked and said Cause I'm safely in I'm safely in The arms of Jesus Held like a mother Holds a babe Still safely in I'm safely in The arms of Jesus And I will be when he calls me away Well, old time preacher man Can you help, Can you help me, me? Cause I'm safely in, I'm safely in the arms of Jesus, held like a mother holds her babe. I'm still safely in, I'm safely in the arms of Jesus, and I will be when He calls me away. Has this you? said old time preacher man have you got the plan cause this old thing's about to drive me crazy there's so many ways to go and you know I just don't know but through a reassuring smile he looked and said cause I'm safely in Arms of Jesus, held like a mother holds her babe. Still safely in, I'm safely in the arms of Jesus, and I will be when He calls me away. Yes, I will be when He calls. Jesus said in his expedient warned me to go away. Oh, but I'll send you another comforter to guide you from day to day. 
bless you. Thank you for the offering. You gave just right today. I thank God for the church's support. You've supported us real, real well over the years. God bless you. I, the singers won't sing anymore. If they come back tonight, you can sing. Okay. God bless you. I ain't used to getting this much time, so I'll just look out, man. Amen. <laughs> uh, I'm, I usually get up here and worry, worry about how quick to do things and what to cut out. Because uh, sometimes you'll get notes together and you want to make sure you got enough of what God's given you to say. And uh, but I, I know it's a, it's a beautiful day, and it's all about the Lord. It's all about what he's doing today. Ain't about me. It ain't none about uh, what we think of ourselves or what we do in this life. A big a lot of what I want to say today to, is about your work. They all come secondary. You know what? God has a plan for every person in this life, in this place today, and in this world. There's a plan maker, and that's one I want to talk to you about. Somebody has a plan. Praise God because, you know, before you know Jesus, you don't know what your plan is. You think it's your abilities. You think it's your talents. You think it's your education that you go to school for. That's not the plan that God has for you. I want you to see that today. I want you to turn to the 16th chapter or the 18th chapter of John. You can't start at a better place than start about the life of Christ. You can't start about a better place and a better direction as far as an example other than Jesus Christ. You know, I, I, I know that today uh, we're living in the end times. How many believes we're living in the end times? Amen. How many believes that the power of the Holy Spirit is able to get you to the end Amen. in victory? Amen. I believe that. Don't you believe that? You know what? We're weak sometimes in a lot of ways. God knows our weaknesses. He already knows all about us. But he has the power to get you to where he wants you to go. And that's, that's what the plan is. Think about it. That's the plan. You know, Jesus had a plan. God sent him on a, miss, a mission in this life. God sent his son on a mission. You know, I think we all think he just came just because he loves me. He just came to die on the cross for me, and he did. All those things is his life. But I want you to look at this in, in John 18. He jumped out at me. It's a 33rd verse starting. Jesus is standing before the governor Pilate. And uh, I begin to read this and all of a sudden it's, it's like what Connie said this morning. Them words begin to jump off the page at me. And uh, listen to this. It says, in the 33rd verse said, Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Here's Pilate now. He don't really know who he's talking to, does he? I want you to think about that. He don't realize he's really talking to the king of kings. He don't realize who he's really speaking to. But he looks at this Israelite, this Jewish boy, this Jewish young man in a, in a, low, a lower state than him. 
because he's Pilate. He's a ruler. And look at what he says. Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it of thee? Tell it thee of me. And Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? You can tell he's, he said, Don't belittle me. Don't, don't put me down there on your level. Thine own nation and chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? And Jesus answered. Now listen to his answer because right off the bat, you know he's a king by what he says. My kingdom. Jesus said, my kingdom. He could have easily just told Pilate, yeah, I'm the king. I'm the king of kings. But no, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight? But I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Didn't Pilate, you notice how Pilate's listening to what Jesus said? He heard him say, My kingdom. So he said to him, Pilate said unto him, Art thou a king then? And Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. Now, you know what, really, Jesus has put a confirmation right there. He's saying, I am the king. I am a king. To this end was I born. What end are you born to? What is your end? You know what, I'm 52 years old. What is my end? Is my end what I think it should be? Is my end my plans? Is my end what I think I can become or what my works are? Even in the church, is that my end? To what end are you going to be when you leave this life? Because every one of us is heading for that direction. We've only got a short time in this life. And God has called us for a pl with a plan and a purpose in our life. And you know what? It's not the fight that we're fighting. If it was the fight that sometimes I see the church world involved in, then it would be a different fight. We, Jesus wouldn't have said, if, it was, if, if my kingdom was of this world, my servants would fight. That means that we shouldn't, we don't think about the fight that's there. You know what? I told my cousin yesterday, and I was trying to witness to my cousin yesterday, we had a picnic and had a lot of relatives over. And I've been praying for, he's one of those on the tree, one of the names on the tree. God's broke my heart over him. And you know, I know he's involved politically in a lot of things, involved in the schools, he's a teacher. But you know what I told him? I said, you know what? God has a plan and has a fight for Christian people that the world cannot see the fight. And why can't they see the fight? You know what? It don't matter how many Republicans you vote in, how many Democrats you vote in, it don't matter what they stand for, what they don't stand for, and I told him yesterday, if God is in your heart and you pray, God will move your company. God will move this nation. But it's the Christian's fight. It's not of this world. I can go and put my vote in, and I should do my works. I should do the duty that's involved in walking through this life. But that's not your fight. You know, you can go and stand in front of the abortion clinic and scream and holler. That's not your fight. Your fight is on your knees. Your fight because why? Our Heavenly Father, it don't matter how much money America's got, our Heavenly Father can move anything out of the way and move anything in the way. He is in charge. And He's, laid, he's left us with the work to do. But what is the work? 
The work is the price that we pay. The work is the life that he has called us to live. And you know what? Sometimes we even work so hard in the church. Oh, if the church don't do this, and if we don't do this, we won't become great, a great church. Let me tell you something. It comes down to the individual fight that Jesus said we're to fight. Because there is a fight. There is a battle that you're to battle. But it's not in the flesh. Get that off your mind and off your eyes. Because I, and I told my cousin, I said, you know what? I used to get so worked up about union things. I used to get worked up about the politics things. Can I tell you, it's not going to be our Savior. Our Savior says, get on your knees and pay the price. That's what Jesus is doing here. Jesus has come to his end. Think about this now. He's come to an end. To this end was I born to be a king. In a sense, that's what he's saying. That's part of it. To this end, I've come, I've, I will be king. That's really what Pilate did not see. But I even believe Pilate, in, in the blindness that even Pilate was in, he also believed that Jesus was saying, I am a king. Because if you look down the next chapter, in the 19th chapter, when they hung Jesus on the cross, it was Pilate that said, put up on there, Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. And he made a big uproar. But Pilate spoke the right words, for he is the king. And you know what? That's what Jesus, that was not easy. Listen, there's five words that starts with a P I want you to remember today. Five words. They begin with the letter P. First, it's person. Who is the person? It was Jesus Christ. But you know what? You can apply every one of these to yourself. Because God sent his only son for a reason. To finish a work. To finish his mission. And he did that. We know he did that. Are we to follow him that way? Are we to fight in the world that he said that we're not supposed to fight that way? There's a difference in what we're fighting. The first word is person. The second is place. At the right place and time, Marshall, just like the parade. At the right time in Jewish history, at the right time in man's history, God sent his son at the exact right time and place. He took his place. Did you know you have a place? Did you know that, I think it's Proverbs 27, 8, says, as a bird wandereth from its nest, so is a man that wandereth from his place. You know what that's saying? That's saying that me and you have got to stay in our place that God puts us in. We don't have this freedom, this freedom that America calls freedom to go do what we want to. We're God's children, paid in full. And we're to follow Him and His way. What does that mean? Take your place. And when you take your place, the next word is path. Follow the path. Jesus followed the path. What did the path lead Him to? It led Him to the cross. That's the next word, his price. There's a price to pay. Person, place, path, price, and his purpose. His purpose is also his finished product. What he ended up being. What he ended up not only accomplishing and winning for me and you, but I want you to know something. We have the same calling on our life. Jesus said, bear your cross. Did he not say that? What is your cross? Are you to get a piece of wood and put on your back and go and be hung on a, a, a piece of wood? That's not it. 
And that wasn't what Jesus was talking about. Bearing the cross. A few uh, months ago, I had a dream. And uh, the dream was so real. Bobby, it's not the, not the tiger dream. It was another dream. I had a dream about a white tiger. It scared me to death. Bobby got to... <laughs> Bobby gave me, God showed Bobby what that meant to, for me, and I, that kind of relieved me a little bit. The, the, uh, I had a dream before that, and I was uh, asleep, and I'd been worried about some things. And in this dream, I seen a girl in a, in a river, and she was, all of her energy was to keep herself above the water. She was just splashing, trying to keep her head above the water. And I thought, what does this mean? I'm in this dream and I'm looking at it, but all the time she's splashing, she just keeps going farther down the river and I'm like I'm walking down the bank watching her just keep drifting farther and farther away. And I thought, Lord, what are you saying? She's working and working with all of her might just to keep her head above water. When I woke up, it's like God spoke to me and he said, that means sometimes we fight just to keep her head above water. But the real thing is, God said, swim. If you swim, you're in the fight. If you don't swim, all you're going to do is barely survive. And sometimes us Christians do that very same thing. Sometimes we don't lead because we don't swim. You know, if you don't swim, you're going to drown. Eventually, you're going to be so far down river, you'll never get back. And everything that you love and, re and have responsibility for will go with you. You'll lead them the wrong direction. And you know what? In America, we are so blessed. You know, I understand why they preach on prosperity. Everybody's rich. They're putting the message to where the people are. They're preaching about prosperity because everybody's, we got multimillionaires all over in this country. And you can see it. But that ain't the message. That's not what the message that Jesus gave us. <clears throat> He said, To this end was I born. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou king? And Jesus said, Thou sayest that I am king. To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. And Pilate said unto him, just like this world would say, What is truth? The world don't understand that. When you talk about the paying the price and bearing your cross, they don't understand that. They're not going to understand it. Until they decide to choose to live for Christ, they're not going to understand it. Um, <clears throat> in, uh, in the calling, only Christ was worthy to go and do his mission. In your life, only you can fulfill your shoes. Only you can fulfill the plan that God has for your life. And you know, you look around in this country... And sometimes you see people, I remember them talking about Elvis Presley and how, oh, he had such a talent and such an entertainment and he didn't have no option. He just had to choose to go and give himself to his crowd. Let me tell you something, other. You have got the same problem I got. Every one of us got the same problem Elvis had or anybody else has got. You have to choose to follow Jesus Christ. You have to choose to say, I will be spent for the gospel's sake. And you know what? That's something in America that
that when you look around and you see this end time, one of the signs of time, and Glenn Martin talked Thursday night about the signs of the times, one of those signs of the times is that the, the people are drifting away from God. You get out of your place, you get out of your path, and you got away from God, and you got away from the mission that God's got you on, and things will fall apart. You know what? I can't tell you what your mission is. I can't tell you where you're were the uh, path that God put you on. Only I know that when I look at the life of Christ, I see somebody that always had on his mind, I've got to finish my course. I've got my eyes set on the goal line. And that's what we have to stay on. And you know what? If there's anything I'm saying to you today, I'm warning you, don't, don't walk away. Don't get away from the path that God has put you on. You'll find you're stepping out of that power of the Holy Spirit that is able to take you through. Don't look at what the world says is good and right. Look at what Jesus says to you. Follow him and his word. The Bible says the word, that's 119, 105 of Psalms. It says the word is a light unto my feet and a, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You got a path to walk. And if you don't stay close to the light, you're, you're going to get away from your path. There's a light that shines. The Word of God is that you can feed on the Word of God. It's not going to lead you the wrong way. It's going to give you the light and the direction to go. It's a light into your path. That Word is. Hide it in your heart that you may not sin against Him. Put that there. There's a path that we have to walk. You really have an option. You know, it's like my wife told me not long ago. She said, if God tells you to do something, you don't have an option. Because you're going to be miserable if you don't do it. You're going to always know that God told you to do that. And, and only God can let you come back to that and give you your other, another opportunity to maybe do it again. But follow the voice of God. You'll hear it by prayer. You'll hear it by, by staying in His Word and staying as near to the power and the truth of the gospel. See, we, we're having a problem with truth today. Nobody seems to know what truth is. It's still based upon God. It's based exactly upon Jesus' life. What did Jesus come for? He came as the messenger, the Messiah. He came to give the message of the truth of our Heavenly Father, what He wanted of us, what He expected of us, and the road that we're to travel. And if we're not traveling it, we have no excuses. It's not a hard road. You know what? It's hard to live in this life and try to accomplish all you want to accomplish. Sometimes you've got so much on your plate, you ain't got time to go to church. Sometimes you've got so much on your plate, you don't know where you're, where you're at. And hear all the time, the way of the Lord is easy. If you just stay near to Him, He shows you which day and how to act every day of your life. Who to testify to. He'll lead you into, into the things that you can do in your life that when you come to your end you can say i fought a good fight and i kept the faith what did i keep i kept close to the lord that is my battle that's my fight my fight ain't to fight the enemy out there jesus is uh, the one that fights which giant is going to come before you because you know what david fought a giant he faced a giant but he was ready wasn't he why had his mind and his heart upon god who can stand before God and His way. Don't matter where you're going, it don't matter what obstacle gets in your way, when God puts you on that path, stay on it.
pray and stay in the Word of God and stay on it. Because I tell you right now, God will move anything out of your way that needs to be moved. He'll let you suffer things sometimes that will cause those to see the gospel. But you know what? That's the price we have to pay. Jesus paid that price. That's the cross we bear. Why do we want comfort? Why do we want the things of this world and think that that's going to make the difference? It's not. It's not going to get you where you want to get. In uh, 1 Timothy 2, you don't have to turn there, it says in the third and fourth verse, says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Why did Jesus come? To bring the truth. And he wants all men to know, to come to the knowledge of the truth, to come to salvation. That's why he gave his only begotten son. He came to deliver us. And you know what? It's our mission to go out. Connie said it this morning. We have a commission from God to go out and spread the gospel. You know what? I, I face people at work all the time. I work with a guy that was a union rep that all he wants to do is talk about when the union started. He can read you every book about the union. He can tell you names about those that started in the union back in the coal mines. And praise God for the union. Because they came at a time when they helped a great many people. And a lot of you would not have the wages you have today if a union hadn't came around. But let me tell you something other. The union is not your savior. The union is not your life. Your life is Christ. And there's a different fight today than there was then. The fight's changed, Bill. It's not the union no more. You know, those in that generation paid a price for that. Our soldiers has paid a price to have a great country. Praise God, we got a beautiful country. God has blessed us. We're, we can enjoy it and we can know because we can know who give it to us. And I'm afraid that our America is getting prideful in prideful America itself. And it's killing us because they think that is our freedom. The only freedom you got is the freedom to serve God. Enemy cannot take what God has put inside of me. He cannot steal what he's put inside of you. And you can walk for God. I used to have him tell me down at the railroad, Jerry, you can't, live, you can't work uh, at the railroad and live a Christian life because you never get to go to church on Sunday. I've been going all my life. I've been dodging the bullets all the time. God's made my way. Not because of me. It wasn't nothing I did. It was God's grace. Let me go a path. And you know what? That, look, that girl drowning in the river, if she don't swim, she's not on a path. Don't you understand? We got to swim. We don't have an option. You can't lay back and do nothing. You have to swim and you have to fight. The fight that God has given us. In uh, I want you to turn to Hebrews, 11th chapter. I'm not going to keep you long. Hebrews 11, 24. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. 
esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. You know, when I read that, esteeming the reproach of Christ, I thought, man, that hit me. You know what? There's my fight. Turn to the 13th chapter of Hebrews. Marshall's talked about Jesus dying outside the gate. How many has ever heard that? Died outside the gate. What does that mean? Dying outside the gate. We've all, a lot of you have been in church, you've heard that before. Well, when they sacrificed the sin offering back in Leviticus, they would, they would take the blood, they'd do the sacrifice, but then they took that carcass, that outside stuff, outside the gate and burn it. That's, that's waste. Took it outside and burn it. They didn't count Jesus worthy to be the sacrifice to die inside Jerusalem. They took him outside the gate. And that was his reproach. That was his shame. You know, that was a shame put up on him. He was the greatest there ever was. He loved us with no ending love. But he suffered outside the gate for me and you. Because, see, it wasn't the tabernacle sacrifice that fulfilled the Jewish law, even though he fulfilled them all, Marshall. Yet they had to take him outside the gate because they were ashamed. They didn't accept him as a sacrificial, sacrificial lamb. So they had to take him outside the gate. But because he went outside the gate, me and you have salvation today. And you know what, that old outside stuff, that's the same as mine and your outside stuff. Got to be burned away because the price has been paid, the blood has been shed to purify your heart. Whether you feel pure or not, Jesus made you pure. Outside the gate, he paid the price. And that, that jumps all over me when I read that. It says, for the, and I look at the 11th verse. For the bodies of those beasts, in the 13th chapter of Hebrews, for the body of those uh, beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burnt without the camp. That's talking about the old, old way. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify, set us apart, set apart the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore. Here is your, here is your calling. I don't care what path you're on. I, as long as you're living for Christ, as long as you have your heart right with God, here is your fight. This is the fight that Jesus was talking about right here. He says, let us go therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. Did you know that's what God wants us to do? He don't want you to fight with this world. Your fight ain't that to go out there and scream and holler. Your fight is not to get so worked up about your rights. I know you bus drivers have a hard time. Don't cry about your rights. I'm going to tell you something. God pulled me off of that. Quit fighting with the union people. Quit fighting with the politics. Quit fighting. Your fight ain't that. Your fight is to carry the gospel and suffer for it. That's it. And if you suffer for it, you're on the right path. That's what Jesus did. He spoke the truth. You know what? The truth hurts. The truth hurts. I know it hurts. It hurts me. But the truth's what I need. And it's the grace of God that we've been given a path to walk on. Jesus, let me walk the path. Keep me close, Lord. Keep me near to you. 
I need you, Lord. I need to bear my cross. What is my cross? I gotta suffer what you suffered. I gotta suffer being rejected. I gotta suffer being put, you know what, my finances would fall down, my my home might fall down, but Jesus, I gotta have you. You're my path that I gotta walk. People will let you down. Things will let you down. This world will let you down. I thought about that lesson, about the guy that had so much, he had to tear down his barns and build more. And I thought, how sad. All that you can get in this world, it won't be enough. All the fame you get, let me tell you something, don't let the enemy come in. I don't care if it's jealousy. I don't care if you're jealous. I don't care if you have envy. I don't care if you covet the other things. Put them aside. Get in the Word of God and love Jesus with all your heart. Pray and seek His face daily. Stay as near the cross. That is your fight. That is your reproach. Get on His side. Get in His corner. Say, I'm a child of God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation. It's the power of God and salvation for my children, for my grandchildren. If I don't teach them that, they're not going to know that. If our country's got it tomorrow, it's because we taught them those things. And they'll know it don't matter. You know what? Let it go. Whatever it is, let it go. Whatever the world's bidding for you, I don't care if you're talented in making money. I don't care if you're able to sing like Elvis. I don't care what you're able to do. Don't let the world pull you away from the path that God's got for you. Jesus loves you. You know, when you get older, you realize a lot of that stuff's just stuff. You know, just that old stuff, Bobby. Just stuff. It's just things, you know, it falls away. I, my dad, mom, loves to go on vacation camping. We went all the way out west. And you know, Dustin, we talk about, we're looking for bears. You know, everybody's, oh yeah, there's bears on the other side of the mountain. Let's go over there. Everybody wants to jump in the car. Dad says, I don't care about no bear. I just sat here in the campground. <laughs> we drive 2,000 miles, he don't care. It's kind of funny, but you know what? He's come to that place where, hey, I've seen a bear, you know? You want to go and drive like a maniac on the country road to see the bear? Go ahead. But I'm happy just sitting right here. I'll wait for you guys to come back and we'll eat. (laughs) Am I telling it like it is? That's the way it is. (laughs) I mean, it's enjoyable, but it's just things. We enjoy life, and God lets us enjoy life. But don't ever forget, from day to day, from hour to hour, the Holy Spirit won't let you forget. I'm a child of God. I've got to suffer His reproach, whatever that takes. That's what you've got to do. You, personal. Person, the place you belong. You know, my, I was given children, and that, and that come to that place. April, you come to the place where God said, April, I want you to have children. That's the place in life. You know what, you come to that place, you can't shun that responsibility and all you know about Jesus has to be put in their hearts, has to be taught them, has to be shown. Don't show them another way. Don't show them that education, sports, or anything else is better than God. God's it. His way's it for them. They got to find it. I know you can't make them walk it. Young people, nobody can make you walk for Jesus. But he is the only way that you're ever going to fulfill your life and be happy. He'll help you through every problem you ever face. Only Jesus. Only because you say, I don't care what the world thinks. I'm ready to step on Jesus' side and I'll suffer his reproach. Whatever it takes. If it's shame, it's shame. 
you know what? It's going to be shame. The world's not going to be happy with you. When you speak the name of Jesus, it causes hatred to come forth. When you walk through this life, people will be jealous. They'll be je You know what? We got worlds around us, countries around us that's jealous because this country's blessed. It's only blessed because God was in it. It ain't blessed because our millionaires. God will move their hand and he'll let them fall flat of their face. But he'll move for his children that call upon him on their knees. You know, years uh, back in Ezekiel, the 16th chapter of Ezekiel, God was talking about Jerusalem and Israel. And you know what he said? He said something that, that I never paid no attention for, but he said, this is not your nativity. Man, I thought right away of Bethlehem where Jesus was born, the nativity scene. But he was telling Israel, this is not, he's talking about the land of Israel. This is not your nativity. You weren't born here. I brought you here and gave you this land. How many knows that's what God did here in America? He brought us here. I know we're all from somewhere else. Our, will you follow your family tree back? It won't be at a monkey's. It'll be somewhere over in Europe or somewhere else. But it will. And you came from somewhere else. And you know right now the native Indians think we've defied their land. We've tore their land up. We did this. And you know what the truth is? You know, they're people just like us. But this country that God brought us to, and those that's paid the price for the gospel's sake to keep God in it. Listen to me, because this is a battle of, of, of America today. Those that's paid that price is the reason this country is so blessed. And it's the reason this country gives more than any other country. It's the reason this country is called the big white devil because everybody's jealous of us. Not because we're rich in money, they think that's it, but the truth is we're rich in God. And if we stay rich in God, He'll lead us through to the end of the path. As a nation, as a country, the gospel has went out of this country to all across this world. And it's only because God was in it. It ain't no other reason. Muslims can rise up. They can think that they're going to change this world. They'll never change the path that Jesus made. And that's the path me and you have to follow today. That's our path. <clears throat> in uh, Romans, the eighth chapter, and you don't have to turn. I got it written down here. I'm going to read it to you. I, I didn't skip no words, so <laughs> you can hear it. It says, the spirit itself bears witness. We've, we've, we felt that spirit of God here today. We know that God comes and speaks to us sometimes. Listen to this. The Spirit bears witness. This is Romans 8, 16, 8 through 18. It says, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, now listen, if children, then heirs. We're the heirs, heirs of God. And joint heirs with Christ. Now I'm on the right side. I've got, next, I've got where Jesus is. You're a joint heir with Christ. You give your heart and your life to Jesus. You make Him Lord of your life, and you're a joint heir. You have been entered into the family of God, a joint heir. Now listen to it, joint heir with Christ. Then there's this big old word next. It's called if. What's the word if in there for? You mean I don't get this free? You mean I just didn't because I was born in America, I'm automatically a Christian and I'm automatically going to heaven? No. 
There's a big if after that. If so be that we suffer with him. Uh-oh, now we're getting in that reproach area again. You mean he wants me to suffer daily? I thought I got saved and it's free and I'm supposed to be able to just live happy. No. You're going to suffer the reproach. You're going to have to get on the side. Go outside the gate of whatever you're doing. Go outside of the gate of this world. Because that's, that's, the, that's the old tabernacle of this, of, that we face. The old way is the flesh of this world and following its path. But the new way and the new covenant way is Jesus went outside the gate and we're to go outside the gate and suffer with him. And that's what he's telling you. Suffer with him that we may be also glorified together. There's the end of our life. Praise God, he'll get the glory. Don, he's going to get the glory. What we suffer will go to the glory. I want Jesus to get the glory. Don't you want Jesus to get the glory? All the blessings he's given you in life, all the love, all the things God has done in you, all the times, Jimmy, he spoke to you. He spoke to your heart. Spoke to you personally. Who are you, Jimmy? But he spoke to you. I say that to myself all the time. God, would you say something to me? I say to myself, Lord, why me? Why do you say those things to me, Lord? Stirs my heart. I don't know why. And I know it, I, it's a privilege to get, a, get up before people and speak, even in a Sunday school class. Sometimes I get way off my Sunday school class because God will say something to me. I'll be reading a Sunday school book. Connie, you know how it is. You read that Sunday school book, and then all of a sudden your, your mind and the Holy Spirit's got you somewhere else, and you're thinking, what in the world am I doing over here? I ain't no way I got 30 minutes to do this, and Mark's standing there looking at you. Ain't no way I can even get over there, you know. <laughs> but you know what? The Holy Spirit speaks to you when you get in His Word, when you love to get in His Word, when you feed on it like food you do each day. Feed upon the Word of God. When you talk to Him and pray. It says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. There ain't going to be no comparison. You know what? Sometimes you see Christians suffering. I've seen him in Bob Finch. He suffered in his flesh. All of you trustees, you heard him so many times in the back air. He bragged upon Jesus Christ. But when it came time, Bobby, he said, I ain't got no sickness. Uh, I already gave that to Jesus. I ain't worried about that. And he kept right on walking. And you know what? Went up there, Sue, and they unplugged that plug from him. He kept right on going. He, he didn't see no fear in his face. You see nothing. He said, I'm going home. If God don't heal me, I'm going home. Amen. Praise God for that. Hey, what an example to me and you. For those who knew him, praise God. He wasn't perfect. None of us are. But he was trying to hold on to the path that God gave him. Doing it very best. Isn't it a blessing when you see the, the death of the saints? It's precious precious in the sight of God. It's precious in your sight. If you're close to God, you see how God just comes in at the right time and gives grace and mercy and strength to go through things. What a blessing. In 1 uh, Peter 4, and I'm going to close. 1 Peter 4, verse 12. It says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trial which is to try you, as though some strange things happen to you. 
but rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. And there, on their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he's glorified. Amen. Ain't that beautiful? If we'll just hold on to Jesus. It says, happy are ye. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. And I thought, you know what? I ain't never been more satisfied when I know I've done something for Jesus. Nothing ever touched the center of my heart. It's like when I do something Jesus is pleased with. I was obedient. I followed exactly what he told me to do. Then you know what? I don't care about nothing else. It's like all the rest of the worries of the world went out the door. Because, and you know what? If you keep looking at the world, it'll pull you away from that. It will. It's hard. I know it seems hard to take your eyes off the world. And I know try to tell young people. I told my cousin yesterday, he's a teacher. I told him, I said, you know, Years ago, Steve, I was a youth leader at church. And I asked the young people one morning, I never forget this, I asked the young people on a Sunday morning, I said, do you think this country's going up or do you think it's coming down? And you know what, they were just young kids and I remembered back when I was about 12, 13, 14 years old, 15 years old, and I thought how much I thought, boy, the world's just waiting on me and I got it made, man, I'm so young. I'm a healthy man, I'm ready to do everything, playing ball and all that stuff. And I thought, nothing means nothing. You know what the youth all said to me that day? They all kept saying, I think it's going downhill. And you know what I thought? How sad. But you know what it is? Even youth that's in church knows that this world's morals are falling way off. All the prosperity, all the things going on. Even in the churches, the morals are falling off. They claim in Germany the churches are closing up. People not even going to church. They're turning them into the other buildings, not even using them as church. Big old cathedrals, they never even show up no more. Ain't enough people goes to, to even waste their time. Why? They don't know where their fight is. They think they're fighting to preserve their land. The only way you're going to preserve your land, Ken, it's your favorite scripture. If my people, which are called by my name, will suffer or will repent. I can't quote it all. But it but will humble themselves. I will heal their land. If my people get on your knees, if you want to fight for this country, get on your knees. That's where your fight is. Stay close to God. That's where the fight is. Don't worry, you know what? I do my duty, I go vote. I do my duty, I speak the truth when I when somebody asks me. But I'm not gonna fight with nobody in this flesh. Amen. I have no reason to fight. That's not my fight. Jesus pulled you off of that. Don't worry about sticking up for your rights. Jesus knows where your rights are. He had all kinds of rights. He didn't fight them. When he stood before Pilate, he had all kinds of rights. He didn't even, he didn't even petition for them. He just spoke the truth. And that's what we have to do. Finish the course. Paul said, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. Laid up for me a crown. There's a crown waiting. You know what? You have a responsibility for those that you work for, those that you work with, your family members. 
You have a responsibility to back off from that fight of the flesh and to get on your knees and say, Lord, have mercy on them. Lord, have mercy on me. Help me, Lord, to be like you. Help me to walk, Lord, and speak the truth with love. If I can't speak it in love, shut my mouth because I'm doing nobody no good. I wanted so many times, I prayed, God, help me be a witness, Lord, help me be a witness at work, help me be a witness. Jerry, you know, we fight that all the time. And you know, you, you get people that's so far out away from God, their mind is so warped in, in the world's ways. And I had a guy the other day tell me, I just hated that Jerry Falwell, I'm glad he died. Boy, he was saying everything in the world. Had a guy tell me that. He was just trying to rile me up, I know what he was doing. But the truth is, here's the truth, Jerry Falwell probably really loved him. If he'd have knew him, he'd probably witnessed to him and told him about Jesus in the way. See, that was what Jesus did. He reached right over the top of it, and he kept right on loving, kept right on walking the path that his father said is the way. Jesus, Bobby, you said it. He's the way. He's the truth. He's alive. He's, that way. he's the same way, truth, life for everybody in this country. But they don't see it, and they're not going to see it if they don't see you suffering the reproach. Get on Jesus' side and be like he is. Let's all stand. I don't know why sometimes God puts stuff on your mind. You know, we're having a great service today and the Spirit of God's moving and, and it's a beautiful crowd and a beautiful day and, and I asked God this morning and I said, Lord, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings or make them feel like I think I'm doing better than they are because I'm not. I'm struggling to stay on the path, staying right with God. But you know what? Something come to my mind this morning. Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife? You know what was wrong with Lot's wife? She had Sodom in her heart. That's why she couldn't stay on her path. That's why she did. She turned around and she started looking back. The thing that she was told not to do. If you're going to live for Jesus, you're going to have to be tough. You're going to put on that love every day. You have to rise up and say, Lord, help me love somebody today. Don't help me fight for my rights. Help me love somebody today. Lot couldn't get, Lot's wife couldn't get that out of her mind. She had to turn around and look and see after she was told not to. God tells us exactly how to go if we'll stay close to him. He tells us where the path is. He shows us. He's got a plan for every life. All these young people, he's got a plan for their life. They think they have the plan. Or maybe their parents think they have the plan. But the plan is get on the side with Jesus. Suffer his reproach. Only joy you'll ever know. Only happiness in suffering with Jesus. You know, I know it ain't this. Jesus despised the cross. In one place it said he suffered the shame. Why? Because he saw past it. And he saw the goal line. He saw what it was going to accomplish. Do you know what it's going to accomplish when you get on your knees and you ask God, forgive my sisters, my brothers, forgive them for what they've done to me, forgive my fellow workers for what they said, 
God looked past that and loved them and pulled them into the kingdom of God. Because, Lord, if you get in their life, boy, they'll be so much better people. They'll have so much love in their heart. I'd love to see some of the friends that I have fall in love with Jesus. I had a cousin yesterday that's been on my heart so much. He told me, back when Odie Anderson died a few months ago, he told me on the phone for 45 minutes, that's the first time he's ever admitted it, but he told me, he said, I didn't follow through with God. I went to an altar as a kid in a Baptist church, and they tell me I'm saved, but I never followed through with God. He admitted that to me. And boy, you know what? That's some old place, Marshall, where the door flies open, you know? And I thought, oh God, help me. Help me to show him that Jesus loves him, that if he'll just get back on the path, that Jesus will take him right on through. Only Jesus can change what's in these hearts that you look at. You look at people and you say, they'll never change. Don't sell God short. He knows what's in their heart. He knows exactly how to bring us to the place where we need to be in our life. Sometimes when we see somebody so far away, I pray God bring them back to the place where they make a decision. That's the place we need to come to. If you've not made a decision for Jesus Christ today, you need to make the decision. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. Don't get caught up in that fight of this world. Get caught up in the fact that you're to fight by sticking with the truth of the gospel. That's your fight. Past that, you know what? My God will take care of them giants. I ain't worried about them giants. I'm not going to go out and campaign against the giants. When they come, God will remove them or he'll help me go through it. If you need Jesus today, come. If you need to get on the right path, if you've came to this church today, you may have came to the place where God's speaking to your heart. And he's telling you, you know what? You haven't been walking God's path. You haven't followed through with him. You're not living in his word and on your knees. Sometimes I think even Christians don't see the need to pray. They don't even see the need to read the Bible. My dad said that yesterday to my cousin's wife, because I know she was raised Catholic, but he was talking about Catholics never, a lot of times as they was growing up, Larry, you tell me different, they never taught them to read the Bible. Well, you know what? They need to read the Bible, because if they read the Bible, they'll find out the Holy Spirit speaks through that word and convicts our hearts, shows us the right way. Come if you need him today. He loves you. It don't matter where you've been or where you, how far away you've been, how far astray you've got. Get in line with Jesus. Put yourself on his side. Walk with him. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There's a Oh